Okay, so welcome everyone to the Ask Me Anything session for May 2022. And we've got Margaret and Jason who's, who, who have joined us and they're going to answer questions that you might have. Um, so this is basically, of course, as many of you know, you've attended previous sessions. It's just all you guys asking us questions and then we address them. Um, but I was thinking, you know, Marg and Kevin, uh, Marg and Jason, <laughs> I'm so used to saying Marg and Kevin. <laughs> But Mark and Jason, do you want to maybe tell people what's new in the world of Amazon? Is there anything that you've been, you know, seeing or noticing? I know, Jason, you talk to Amazon very often. So, you know, what's new in the world of Amazon? Do you want to just spend a couple of minutes to, I know I put you on the spot over here. I just <laughs> thought about this. but <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose there's lots of things happening with what's been in the news um, saying that Amazon shares are down because their sales are down. So I think that's probably something that people might be, um, I suppose, um, thinking about that their sales aren't as good and that might be part of the reason that it's, it's not, you know, your particular, um, you know, product necessarily it, it seems like it could be the whole of Amazon at the moment so we're just going to have to ride that one through I think um, and people have probably noticed that your um, fees have changed with Amazon in the last I think it was the 28th so I mean it's not a huge change for me it was like 29 cents on my average size products but you know 29 cents and something else goes up 29 cents and before you know it you know you're losing a dollar of your margin so if you've got a small margin um i think that's something you really you know need to start looking at but can you afford to put your product up you know a dollar or you know 50 cents it's something that i think people need to start considering otherwise you end up each time something changes like storage or something goes up your fees go up so I think there are a couple of things, but I mean, I think Amazon are in, increasing a lot of their um, help within um, brand analytics and stuff. There's a lot of new things happening constantly. It's really hard to keep up with as far as I see. What do you think of that, Jason? A lot of new... Yep, agreed. I think the big thing was the increase in fees, uh, but that's nothing new that happens every year. That's a fee change. Mm. Uh, so uh, that's one. Um yeah, and the, the first um, point you mentioned as well uh, regarding the um, drop in sales, I guess. Uh, I, I guess that's sort of to be expected uh, with most international borders starting to reopen. I think people uh, during COVID lockdowns, everybody couldn't travel, so all their money went into home improvement and, and shopping online. And now <laughs> people are spending their money on... Uh, new new home new office and flights to india <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, or yeah booking their cruise ticket or their plane tickets whatever yeah my daughter's just booked her flight good thing i have like hundreds of thousands of unused miles <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, she's heading to Singapore and then over east to the east coast of, uh, well, to Sydney, visit some friends. All right. Uh, so yeah, I think that's to be expected. I've seen my uh, own sales drop a bit as well, uh, but nothing to be too concerned about. It's no. Just, 
yeah, it's just the way uh, business is. Yeah, sort of going um, back to normal, I guess. Yeah, I guess one thing that's sort of uh, made up for the increase in Amazon fees is it seems like the international shipping rates have gone down a bit. Yep, so uh, I think that more than makes up for the increase in yeah, FBA fees. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's open it up for everybody now. Oh, did you have anything else, Jason? Oh, yeah. Because uh, you mentioned that I do talk to Amazon a bit. So yes, I've been in touch with uh, Amazon's marketing manager for the region. And then a few of, she's channeled a few of their staff to talk to me in the last week. Uh, so uh, we might, uh, they might want to collaborate on this Ask Me Anything. Oh, yeah. So I'm you putting it out that. there. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that. We that might have uh, some people from Amazon uh, joining us on future calls. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, they have a lot of red tape to clear. Like they have to go through their PR legal department, make sure they don't <laughs> say anything <laughs> uh, wrong. <laughs> kind of thing and all that. But so no yeah, Amazon bashing, huh? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> no, it's more like, yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm going to chat with uh, whoever's going to make that call probably this week. Okay. Okay. So let's see if there are any questions. iPhone is asking, does the PAC replens model work for Amazon.sg? Keepa doesn't work on Amazon SG. What's the alternative? Okay, so that's two different questions. Uh, so I think both are related to selling on Amazon Singapore. Uh, quick question, uh, iPhone. <laughs> yeah. um, You're talking to a phone. You iPhone, current... you turn on your video, please. <laughs> Do you currently sell on any uh, your own website or a retail brick and mortar store or um, any of the Amazon marketplaces? Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, iPhone um, joined a course called the Proven Amazon course. And okay, you're from Singapore. Um, so let's deal with the two questions. Um, the Keeper question, well, uh, for those of you who don't know, Keeper is a software that sort of tracks uh, bestseller rank on Amazon and then extrapolates that to estimated sales. Uh, essentially, it's called Keeper because if you're a shopper on Amazon, you can keep track of a product's price and then get an email or phone notification if the price changes. <laughs> then you can go in and buy your thing. Uh, so that's how it started. But um, most software does not work for Amazon Singapore because it's such a small marketplace. Uh, so that's one. Uh, the, is there an alternative um, not that I'm aware of and the reason I, uh, to be frank why I'm not aware of any other software is because I don't really bother with Amazon Singapore <laughs> um, number uh, I'll explain why in a bit uh, the other question does the PAC replans model work for Amazon SG um, depending on what you define as the a re, the replenishable model, 
uh, I think the proven Amazon courses uh, replants model is essentially sourcing something that you can, selling something that you can source over and over again. Um, so uh, if you're talking about doing arbitrage, which is what I think the PAC primarily deals with, like for them going to Walmart, uh, buying a $2 pack of Kellogg's cornflakes and then selling it for, let's say, $9 on Amazon. No, I don't think that will work on in Singapore. And the reason is because uh, um, in Singapore, everybody lives literally five minutes away from a supermarket. Um, so they're not going to go on to Am- They're not going to... It's not like in the US, you live in the middle of the country, like my sister, two hours from anywhere. She lives on 21 acres. Uh and she might need to drive two hours to buy like certain grocery items. So she'd rather just pay more and order on Amazon and have it delivered to her next day. Uh, whereas in Singapore, you're not going to pay three to five times more for an item on Amazon when you can literally get it five minutes down the road. Um, so uh, if you're talking about retail arbitrage, then I would say no. If you're talking about something replenishable, uh, essentially, all that we do is replenishable. Like, for example, I sell all my own brands of products. I have a couple of brands. Um, everything is replenishable because when uh, I'm running out of stock, I restock it by ordering from my suppliers. All right, so it's totally replenishable. I don't like to sell one-offs because uh, yeah, it's a lot of hard work. I hope that answers your question. Mark, want to add to that? Well, yeah, I mean, I know absolutely nothing about Singapore, so I'm not much help on any of that. Um, so, yeah, so what's happening in Singapore is totally foreign to me because I do only private label out of the US and I have done private label in Australia. So, um, and to me, you know, having your stock and, you know, just selling one offs is you're never going to get anywhere because you're not going to get a sales rank. Nothing's really happening. I think, you know, you need to really have your own stock and, and build on it. And, you know, to grow. Mm-hmm. So iPhone is also saying, um, I'm from Singapore. Can I sell on Amazon.com with my SGPTE limited? Uh, absolutely. There's about 130 countries from which, uh, well, essentially Amazon allows people from over 130 countries to sell on their various marketplaces, such as the .com to the US market. Uh, yep. So that's, yeah. for example, what Ellen's doing with her Singapore business and Margaret Allison would be doing that with their Australian business. Yeah. 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 So, yes. Okay, so-, yeah, so you basically just go ahead and open an account in the US. So you sign up to Amazon US and open an account. You've got to go through all, you know, all the sort of, I suppose, approvals to get your account open in the US. Um, with your Singapore company, uh, it's it's a little bit tricky just getting your probably your paperwork right, but once you get it open, it is no problem whatsoever to do. Yep. Uh, iPhone. Just a quick tip: if you go to my website, uh, which is sorry up there, <laughs> uh, the there is a link uh, to sign up for Amazon. Uh, I don't get a commission from Amazon, but essentially Amazon reached out to me and create gave me that link. Uh, whoever signs up for the .com using that link is tagged and it notifies their uh, account managers who look after people 
who are selling from Southeast Asia or Asia Pacific into the US. Um, so they pay a bit more attention to you. The title yep. of that article, I'll post the link over here. It's actually a lot easier to get sign up now for the .com as well because they've started doing video uh, verifications. In the past, it was a bot verification and some people got <laughs> stuck on that for six months to over a year uh, trying to verify. Uh, um, but now they, uh, they've started to roll out a video call. So all they need to see is your face with a photo ID on the video call and it's much smoother to get registered. Okay. Yeah, what's the title uh, of the article, Jason, on your website? Let me just get a link. I'm, I'm on your website now. Is it SIV, SPR? I think it's, no. Um, no, it's probably the 101. 101, okay. Yep. FBA 101 page. Yeah, would have the it. link there to sign up. Okay. okay so, uh, so maybe jump to Po Yen's question first. Uh, I have some of my listings with search suppressed i tried file upload and edit but nothing helps any advice Ooh. <laughs> why is it suppressed what's the reason <laughs> yep great point by margaret i think the first thing you need to determine is why is it suppressed if it's a legitimate suppression uh then you need to figure out the reason and then address the reason if there is a way to address it to get approved. Some, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It could Point. be as simple as a word in your title. Yep. Um, they've been going through, and if you've got something about gifts in there, um, that could be part of it. But what I suggest is if you go into um, even open up each tab across it might have a like a little yellow triangle sort of saying hey there's something wrong in this particular thing and pointing to you to the to the area where the error is but if it's something in your title you should have got a message from amazon saying um that there is an error message um and i think it's under performance i think if you click on performance in amazon across the top i think you'll get any errors that are pending um, I think that's a new thing that you can do now. I haven't actually got Amazon open at the moment. Yep. Have you got Amazon yep. open, Jason? Yep. Uh, so you go to the top menu, mouse over performance, and there are a couple of options. You can look for performance notifications. Uh, it might be there or go to account health and then you can see listings that have been suppressed and usually there will be an appeal button and also some the, the reason why would be probably somewhere there. Yep. I've had it happen to some of my listings and it's as simple as, for example, if you're selling Manuka honey and Manuka has antimicrobial or antibacterial, antiviral properties, but you can't mention any of those three anti words. Uh, so it's really hard. Uh, like I have a friend who manages accounts and they had a client who does Manuka honey and they can't state that because the moment you use those words, the bot will suppress the listing yeah. and then makes it hard because that's the, the unique selling point of the product <laughs> and they're doing that a lot like i was selling under anniversary gift for all my products they won't let me have anniversary gift but i could have gift for anniversary 
like hello like <laughs> yep. tell me what the difference is but if you change it around it'll un, you know they'll just unsuppress it in five minutes yep. so you've just, you've just got to try and nut out what it could be but they usually give you some sort of a clue they usually tell you what the reason is in those new areas of um, performance hey hope that helps uh, I think iPhone's second question is it possible to do I had tried. a replant model on Amazon.com from Singapore? What are the potential challenges? Sorry, iPhone, do you want maybe you want to define what you understand or you mean by the replant model? Uh, yeah, and then we can address that question. Yeah, so just uh, specify that really clearly what, what you understand or mean by replants. All right, and then let's move on to Craig's question first. Yep. Can you give an example of how you make your product page more attractive to consumers? Okay, there are a few things. So bef before even the product page being attractive, uh, I think it's making your thumbnail, uh, what shows up in the search results attractive enough that people would want to click. So for me, typically that's doing a coupon or a deal. Uh, um, uh, a little trick that I usually teach people in my class is for my um, first image, I usually do a portrait format, a tall image, not a square. I've never seen anyone else mention that. Uh, I do that because mm, 80 some percent of people shop on the mobile app. And on the mobile app, if you actually have a tall image, uh, it occupies a lot more screen real estate. So like I can knock off like almost another listing uh, because my image is so tall that it just spreads out vertically on the mobile uh, shopping app. Um, so it catch is a lot more attend well, yep, takes up more shelf space. Uh, now how do you how else do I make it more attractive? Uh, I think there are different types of consumers. For example, I don't like to look at pictures and I don't like to watch videos. <laughs> I like to read, but I I understand I'm not the majority. <laughs> I wish everyone read, Jason. They might actually read what I'm selling and not order and say it's too big or it's too small. I'd love it if everyone read my list. I'd love it but, if everyone yeah. would just read the signs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too much other jobs where everyone doesn't read and then they can uh -huh. think about stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, you have to cater, you know, like different strokes for different folks. So uh, do your images, then also do the video. Uh, you can do six images and a video or nine images. So uh, I would say do six or images or so and then one video. Um, and then the way you write your text. So I uh, use the different sections differently. For the bullet points, I try to cater to people who like to skim. So I try to keep them short, sharp to the point. Uh, and then the description and or the A plus content, that's where I uh, elaborate, yeah, um, elaborate a bit more for those people who want to know more details. Um, as I've mentioned, the price, so uh, I try to make it attractive. Uh, 
and I try to put in a coupon uh, or a deal. And the reason that it's twofold, one is because there's that either bright green or sort of like a dark red tag. So it stands out. And the other thing is when people see that there's a deal going on, there's usually time pressure associated with that psychologically. Like if I don't buy it now, what if the deal is gone tomorrow? <laughs> um, so a bit of a push there. Um, what else? Uh, because I have a couple of brands uh, of complementary products. Uh, so in my A plus content, I always use the module that's called comparison table so that I can cross sell my other products. Mm, what else? I, if you have like two or more products uh, in the same sort of uh, niche, I also always advertise against my own listings. So if like I sell a soap and a shampoo and a moisturizer, then I would advertise my shampoo and moisturizer on my soap listing. The reason for that is if you go onto Amazon, uh, you will see that just under the buy now button, the buy box, and under the bullet points, there will be sponsored display ads. And if you do not occupy those, then somebody else will occupy those. So that's like having uh, your sales funnel, but it's leaky. So I try to plug those leaks. Uh, so no matter what they click, they end up buying something that I sell. Uh, what else? Um, sometimes in some of my listings, uh, I try to engage people's senses. Like I wrote a coffee listing for a client once, uh, so a few coffee listings. And so I tried put myself in a buyer's shoes, like what does somebody look for when they want to buy coffee? So evoke the things that evokes the senses, like the aroma, uh, the sense of smell, uh, the, the feeling you get when you wake up in the morning. Uh, I tried to describe that. And then because the coffee was from Kenya, I tried to evoke like some kind of experience. Like imagine waking up in the misty mountains of Kenya or whatever. <laughs> uh, in Nairobi, blah, 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 to the something aroma of blah, blah, one of the, oh, yeah, you get what I mean. Uh, so that kind of thing. So try to engage with people's senses. Uh, the other thing that's very common is uh, don't just state facts, but um, tell people about the benefits. That's actually quite different. Uh, and also if you sell something with some technical specifications, do try to write it in layman's terms. Um, that was one more thing I wanted to say. It slipped my mind. But anyways, hand it over to Margaret. Yeah, well, I think I suppose really you should try and make that number one image as attractive as you can. And look, it depends what you're selling and what niche you're in. But um, in some of my niches or most of my niches, my niches, I'm able to actually put, so just say you're selling a fruit bowl, to actually put fruit in the bowl. Um, I know it's against toss, but have a look at the other listings. If anybody else in your category has got, you know, fruit in a bowl or whatever it is or some background, something that's going to stand out, like you're selling a cheese board, cheese on the cheese board, all those things, because, you know, a lot of the niches you get away with that. And if you've just got a boring, you know, bland image, you're not going to attract because, you know, you think yourself you're scrolling down that phone or over the computer you've got to stop at that image. So there's got to be something that is really going to com be compelling to grab the people. And I think make sure that your whole listing is cohesive. So if you've got your images um, and you've got, you know, um, say 
green writing, make sure it's always the same font and maybe like the same boxes and headers and different things. So it all looks like it belongs together, not just all ad hoc images with different coloured writing on each one or, um, uh, you know, that doesn't look good and even go through that to your A-plus content. So have your whole listing look like it's a, a brand and that brand is is all belongs to the one thing. So it looks really good all the way through. I think that's really important to have that that theme going because then you look like you're not just throwing up odd pictures from, you know, wherever you've, you've grabbed them from. So you, you need to do a bit of work on that to make sure it's right. Now, to what I've found with adding the videos, you can actually get eight or nine images up now. I put my six, you have your six up, and then once you add a video, you have to sort of take the other two down, put the video up, get it approved, then go back in, and you can actually add, I think it's three more images off. I okay. think I've got nine images and two so videos. Around. So it's just a bit of a workaround, but you do, I haven't had any knocked back. Um, so I think that's another thing. And obviously, you know, having videos on your listing as well, down the bottom, um, you know, with a couple of different videos about the product or something, they don't have to be you don't have to go and pay someone. You can do them yourself in Canva or um, in video or something, even if it's just run a, a rolling um, sort of video of your, of your images you've already got. But it's just something that people can click on to look at, you know, and you can add comments to it. There's, it's it's not something you go have to go up and have a professional do. You can do them yourself if you want it just to get yourself started. Uh, and I think having your A-plus, if you haven't got A-plus content, you're miles behind. If you've just got a block of product description sitting there, um, you are way behind. You can have a great big logo. You can have a brand story. Um, like with we try and get anyone who's sourcing from India, you can put photos of, you know, the, the product being made in a village or something about where your product's from if you're sourcing out of India. Uh, all those things, and I mean, they're all things that are going to captivate people. It's you got so much competition you've got to try and particularly if you're doing something so out of India against China well you can add all these great images of, about the country people aren't going to really run images of you know China sort of you know people making anything on a machine or a factory or something so I think um, you know you've got to take every opportunity that you can to just get as much information and like I have um like nine products in one brand and they all frequently sell together. So I find once you can get them selling together, your three products show up together. Uh, so then in my A+, plus, I have an image of all my products that I sell in that brand. And um, I've even now started cheating because I've got two brands and I've actually put photos of my products from my other brand in there as well and they've never taken them out. So um, I just put all the information um, that I can in there because I'm paying for that. I call that my real estate and I'm paying for that. So I want to use every tiny scrap of it I can and then have a storefront up and running. Even if you've only got one product, people say to me, I can't have a storefront, I've got one product. Yes, you can. You can put up one product. You can fill the whole front screen with images, stories about it. You can write a brand story about how you started off, where you live, anything. I mean, you can make a storefront out of one product and you can put very sneakily some images of anything else you think you might sell one day with coming soon. Done it. You don't have to tell them when it's coming. It's coming soon. It could be next year. I've done that a couple of times and just put coming soon in on, an, on another screen not even having the product on its way, but it looks like you're a business. You don't look like you're just selling this one, you know, sort of product. So I think it's just spending a bit of time and it's worth, you know, a lot of time because that's your 
whole way of selling. It's not people aren't going really unless you're paying and driving traffic to Amazon. That's the only chance you've got is those eyes flicking down that page on your computer or on your phone. So you've got to grab them really quickly. And I think you know, pick up something that's going to stay if you're selling an eco-friendly product you're probably going to go into the greens and those colors but if you're selling i don't know something for you know a mother or you know a baby or something you know go into more of the colors that suit what you're selling think about what you're presenting you know and and do everything sort of so it's so it's all cohesive together so i think they're probably you know the main sort of things that i you know i find it's really important to do Got any other ideas? What else? I'm just trying to think what else I do. Um, oh, come on. What's the, I'm thinking, you know, with the little videos you put up. God almighty, I've got a brain drain here. You know, um, come on, Jason, you put them up and they come across the bottom. <laughs> They're like a video. Um, TikTok. Uh, like QA kind of thing? No. Um, video uh, review? No. No. Um, it's a, it's a Post? new service. Posts. That's it. Amazon Posts. Yeah, that's it. That's any of that. And so do those as well. And they're really good because you can you can put as many posts. And if you've got two brands, you can have them all showing on each um, brand. So I find across the bottom of my every product, all my products from both brands run across the bottom because I've got lots and lots of posts running and it'll usually fill right across the bottom of the screen. So when you're in my listing, you see a lot of me because Amazon are great at showing everybody else who's selling a similar item or a similar priced item or something that's in four stars in the same category. So they're constantly trying to send everyone away from your product. They look at it and Amazon have got 50 other things that they, you can go and buy mm -hmm. off that page. So you've got to try and get as much of your brands on that page as you can, I think. So, you know, just got to fill yeah. it up as much as, as you can with anything you can think of for your product or do display ads across the top of a page with all your products in the display ads, things like that. I think you've just got to make the most of your, you know, few mm -hmm. glances. Okie doke. Okay, so let's right. take, um, okay, so iPhone has come back and says the Replens course is the most popular course in BAC. I asked whether there's anyone doing it from Singapore in the MST group and they tagged you. That's why I'm here to ask. <laughs> oh. mm um no i don't do it uh in 26 i used to do it a bit uh i used to do arbitrage and i used to do the wholesale model which is let's say buying uh marvel toys and then selling them on amazon uh i stopped doing all that in 2016 because i decided to focus on building my own brands only i always tell uh, since then i've always taken the position of you don't have a, a business with value. You don't actually have an asset with value unless you own the brand that you sell. Uh, otherwise, you are just flipping things. And the moment uh, you stop flipping, <laughs> you are done and you have zero uh, value. Whereas uh, because now I've developed a couple of brands, if I decided to sell off a brand, uh, I could buy maybe a condominium in Singapore and then have income from the rental <laughs> <laughs> just by selling off like uh, my brand, for example. Uh, that's how valuable building a, your own brands can be. 
uh, versus just like going and buying a tin of Milo from the supermarket and selling into the States. That's what I actually did when I was starting out. I literally bought Milo uh, because they can't get it in the States. Um, at least at that time, I had a friend who was in Bible school or something in the States and in New York. And she said, uh, the Americans have never heard of Milo, but when I shared my tin with them, everybody wanted to buy it, but nobody could find it. <laughs> and so I said, hey, let me go buy Milo and ship it to the States. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I stopped doing that because um, to me, it just makes more sense to spend my time, effort, and money building a brand that I own. Okay. Um, let's take Alison's question I have an Amazon AU account I have two lots of products that I bought from AliExpress that I want to get rid of can I deliver them to the Amazon warehouse in Melbourne myself to sell on amazon.com.au FBA okay so essentially can you drive up to the fulfillment center and drop your stuff off yourself yep Yep. I think you can can. I'll check. I mean, I think Luca will know um, Luca Peng because um, mm. I know he does a lot with Amazon in Australia. But I'm pretty sure you can um, yeah. just take like one carton up. Um, yeah. But I don't know how you because you have to have safety gear and stuff to go in. So I don't know how it actually would work. Do you, Jason? Because you can't just go in somewhere, wouldn't you? I think you have to have safety. I'm safety, not a hundred percent sure. I stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I know for the fulfillment center in Singapore, but this is maybe a year ago, you could drive there and then uh, at least one of the guys I know, a friend, uh, he said the staff came out uh, and then just un- took the stuff from his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you just got like one carton or something? Or Yeah, they uh, there's both, they're different products, but they're very, very light and it would just be a very small um, cardinal package for each one. So they're very, very tiny. I just, I got them for, um, there's a hundred of each. I got them for a, another company I, um, um, I'm linked with and it was a, a bit of a uh, experiment of trying to sell a hundred products. So, and I missed a deadline. So I just, they just been sitting around for months. I just want to just if you get looked rid at of the, them. Posting them in with Australia Post. Yep. Oh, yeah, we, that, it would be pretty cheap, I would imagine. I don't think yeah, we used to do that. No, I just yeah. do print my shipping labels and, and send them in with Australia Post. I, I think we've done easier. that. Yeah, we, we did, and it was easier because I mean, you might get there, um, and if you're not near to Dandenong, it's a bit of a trek out there, and yeah. then you you know, fiddle around. I, I'd imagine it wouldn't be just waiting at the door and walking in, it might be easier just to. To go to Australia Post, and it, it, it wasn't that expensive, and we had quite big, heavy boxes. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's, it's a toss up whether I just do it on the Amazon or, or just try and get offload them on eBay. But um, you know, it's just some money tied up in them that'd be good to sort of get um, get mm-hmm. back to sort of put into oh. you know developing my real. Pro- some of them, these smart products yeah. might be actually ones I you know continue with, but. Uh, yeah, it was just a bit of an experiment, just oh. going through a bit of a process. If you want to use it uh, to like go through the process of listing and all that on Amazon, then sure. If you don't want to go through the hassle of that and they just want to get rid of the stuff, uh, 
it might uh, consider whether it makes sense to do it on Facebook Marketplace, on Gumtree, on eBay. Gumtree yeah. and Facebook Marketplace would be much easier to like, post. Mm. Yeah, I th- I, yep. yeah, I think so. And, and if I um, you know, went on uh, uh, any of those, like, be, you put free postage because one of them is only a, you know, a dollar ten to post. Um, and I, that's that's easy to do. So mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, just free up some of that um, cash that I'd uh, put into it. So and yeah, it makes sense actually. Yeah, catch. Oh well, I bought right? them. Mm-hmm. What's that? Catch isn't that another? Yeah, it's a bit hard to get into now. Yeah. They're a lot harder to take in, and it's harder than setting up listings on Amazon. It's quite complex, um, loading files and that. But I would be a bit concerned too. If you've got a hundred and you put them all in, Alison, and they don't sell very well, it's going to be to get them back out will be a nightmare. Like you just don't want to have to pull them back out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, unless you're sure they're going to walk off the shelf. Um, I don't know whether I'd put in 100 of each to start with on AU because if they're going to be slow and you want to, you know, yeah. let out charging fees after, I don't know how many, 270 days, yeah. I think yeah. it is now. And um, if you've got to pull them back out, they'll, they won't be just sitting More back fees. in the <laughs> They'll be all over Australia and it'll take them six months to get them back to you and they'll come back and half of them won't be any good anyway. So I would be a bit careful putting your 100 in to start with unless yep. you, you know, and plus you're going to have to advertise and pay for advertising more than likely in Australia to, depending what they are, to get yourself onto, you know, to be seen. Um, yep. Because don't forget Amazon still puts, to fill up their pages, all their US sales. So you even if there's not many people in Australia with the product, you, you might find that there's a lot of other people um, being put on there, like all oh, my products in the US are on AU, but I don't ask them to put them there. They just put them there to fill in their pages. Yep. Yep. Thanks for that. It's good. Okay. Any more questions from anyone? No questions in the chat. Ellen, Tanapol, Craig. We have about 15 more minutes. Questions, challenges. <laughs> now, has everyone started thinking about Q4? Or have you ordered your products for Q4 yet? No. Um, Craig, are you selling in the US or? I'm. I have a product. I have, I have a, um, I finally got a company that wants to work with me and I'm still trying to figure it out. So um, I plan on selling the US as well as do global selling and hopefully do Singapore since this is where I'm based. Um, I'm still relatively new and trying to sort myself out. So I'm still feeling my way through some stuff. Yeah, just, um, go yeah, ahead, I'd be careful going to too many marketplaces just to start with. Why don't you just start in one first and get yourself going? Because if you spread yourself around everywhere, you're going to have to put like stock and then you've got to pay advertising in different spots. So I think I'd, I'd tend to start in one and, and learn the ropes and get yourself familiar with what you need to do before you try and go 
too big, I think, you know, because there's a lot to learn. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, when I was really green, I thought, oh, that's cool. I can sit in the US and then uh, in Europe in five different countries at the time. <laughs> uh, in the end, I pulled back from Europe because um, it was just a bit too much to chew. <laughs> uh, and I found that in terms of ROI on my time and efforts, uh, just focusing on the US uh, made more sense. Yeah, my focus is on the US. The company I found though is also here based in Singapore. So ah, I see. so it's a um my biggest thing is figuring out can I get the stuff to the fulfillment center here in Singapore and use that as instead of paying a lot of logistical stuff to get it to the US oh, fulfillment no, centers. Can't. Yeah. That's so uh, how FBA works is you can't send it to FBA in Singapore and then uh, try to get it eligible for FBA in the States. It, you, you have to send it to the States. I think there is a... Um, so FBA picking it up and sending it to the States directly wouldn't work? No. No. Um. Like... Uh, FBA in every different region uh, is a separate network. Uh, so, yeah, if you're selling yeah. the UK, you have to ship the stuff specifically for the UK to the UK. Uh, that's the seller's responsibility, not Amazon's. Yeah, the only one that works well is, and but I find I don't sell a lot, is if you're in the States, you can register for Canada and Mexico. But once again, you've really got to advertise in both. And unless you want to start spending lots of dollars on advertising in each one, um, I wish I could get out of them. I can't find a way to cancel my Canada. If someone knows how I can cancel Canada and Mexico, I would love to. But every time I try, it closes down, wants to close down my US account as well. Um, so it's rather tricky. But, yeah, so that's another thing to be careful of, that even if you do that, unless you're spending money on advertising, you're basically selling very little because you just not getting seen yeah unfortunately it's just from what i've seen because now canada and mexico and u.s are considered the north american market so they're yep. all one account yeah yeah so you can't uh, close yeah i have no issue with having like canada and mexico there on my north american account uh, they just sit there. I have enabled remote fulfillment, so all my stocks in the US. And then uh, I do get some sales in Canada and Mexico, probably like a couple of hundred a month. Uh, oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, and I don't yeah. do anything. Like literally, oh. I have never advertised on any of those marketplaces. Well, you're lucky. I don't, virtually don't get maybe two sales a month of something in Canada, three sales if I'm lucky. It's very deep. Um, yeah. Not a couple hundred of sales, but a couple hundred dollars worth of sales. Oh, dollars. Oh, <laughs> so that's maybe like 10 sales, sales a month. I was thinking, geez, you're doing well. How do you get 200 sales? You yeah, know, I'd yeah, probably get yeah, about $200. Yeah, I'd probably get about three sales in Canada. Yeah. And I mean, probably one every six months in Mexico. Um, and I just find it's, you know, it's not really, you know, and I get hijacked because I've either got three people on my listing or two people on my listing and then they change the title on me and all sorts of things. So I just, I'm over it. I'd love to just be doing the US, but I, I, I've tried and I've even asked Seller Central how to do it, but nobody seems to know how you actually can untie it once you tie it up. 
So I'm not sure how, how you do it. Because every time you're going to close it, it wants to close America as well. Okay, so, Ellen so if you find out, Jason, let me know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> right. So Ellen says, I'm good. Thanks. A uh, bit out with Amazon selling now. However, always excited and refreshing myself when learning, uh, when hearing the sharing from here, warming up myself so I'm not too green to start listings once my products are ready. Okay. Keep the engine running. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, any more questions from anyone? We've got 10 more minutes. No, all doing well. Um, cool. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, so, well, yes, I have a supplier. I'm still feeling my way out. And I'm, but once you can develop your relationship with them how do you say continue it keep it going and get it into a system where you're in good shape you can get the discounts you're not like having to just deal with their say starting point of retail selling where you're just buying it as essentially retail i'm sorry maybe i miss i have to rethink that question is so, Craig, are you dealing with a manufacturer? Is that what you mean? If you found it, where are you yeah, buying I'm, it from? Is it a manufacturer? Yes, it's all, it's, while I'm dealing with their sales, it's a, it's all under one umbrella. So I'm dealing with their sales department. Yeah. Do they manufacture in Singapore? No, they manufacture in Vietnam, but they're based in Singapore. Oh, oh so. Are they a manufacturer? They have a sales office. Their sales office is in Singapore. Their warehouse is in Singapore. Their manufacturer is in Vietnam. So, I, okay. Um, just to clarify the scenario. So are they the actual manufacturer or are they like uh, engaging with a factory to produce? No, they're the, the factory is under the same. It's their okay. factory. It's, okay. their, all, it's all under the same yep. umbrella. It's not... They outsource to another factory yep. to produce it and then bring it yep. in. It's all under in-house. Yep. Yeah. So it's their brand, right? They're selling under their own brand. Yes. The, they're, yes. They're selling under their own brand, but they're also relatively new and can also oh, lead yeah. into private label. Okay. So are you going to private label to start with, or are you going to sell under their brand? Right now I'm working on their brand, uh, but, I also have my own business at this point. I've registered my own business and can immediately move into a private label if need be. Because you really need to negotiate, I think, to start private label. I can't see the point in starting it under one brand and then trying to change it because you can't yeah. just change the brand, really. It's a I'm, new product. I understand. I'm saying I'm working. I'm building a relationship with them to sell their brand at this point, since I'm still new, but I can, they are so willing to move into private label stuff. They have other products not listed that can are more generic and can be pushed into private label. Okay. So essentially um, the situation is you're buying at whole, you want to buy at wholesale price from them and sell their branded 
products. At this point, yes, they yep. do not have an online presence in anything. Okay, not- I think the situation can be quite fluid, uh, depending on how the each company setup is. Like their wholesale department might be completely different from their private label department. Uh, so it might be a completely different rep that you speak with. Um, I think from the get-go, I would make it clear to them that my intention is to get them to manufacture private label so that if there is somebody else that you should be talking to or maybe it's the same person. It's uh, the same person. Oh, okay. If it's all the same person, I met them in person. So I already know what... I've seen their warehouse office set up. I've seen most of their products. So I've seen all of that. It's just moving forward with me. Okay. In that case, uh, what I would probably do is I do the research to see like which products would make sense on Amazon in terms of uh, some demand, low competition and profitability. Uh, And then uh look also at what kind of uh, is what kind of minimum quantities they have for private label if uh you're able to negotiate uh i wouldn't even use quantity i always use quantum which is the dollar amount i'm willing to spend uh if you're comfortable with the quantum for private label i would probably start with that um if that's it, way too high uh, and you're only comfortable with starting, let's say they can do off the shelf a carton of whatever's already branded for them and you just want to use it to learn the ropes of Amazon, like, okay, how do I create my listing? That's, blah, blah, blah. What, I'm, that's yep. what I'm trying to do right now. I mean, yep. eventually, yes, private label, but right now it's... I'm still, I want to learn the ropes. So I want, sure. if I have something just there to push forward, it's a little bit more helpful for me right now. Sure. Uh, then that's one option. Just be aware that uh, whatever effort you put into, let's say if, because if you're selling somebody else's product, um, then you have to consider, do you want to go through the time and ex- expense of like doing a brand registration, which they should do since it's their brand, but uh, it's going to be quite a lot of work involved and then, and costs. And then the A plus content that comes after that, uh, do you want to spend money on advertising? Who's going to spend the money? Is it you or is it them? Uh, and then you build up all this traction for that listing. If it takes off, uh, well, then, you have like two things in front of you now. One is, do you want to continue on that listing? Because now it's gained traction, but it's going to be their brand locked in. Uh, But on the bright side, uh, if you did something similar in your brand and the product wasn't brand driven because it's just because it's their brand, uh, then you actually have proof of concept. Uh, But now you would have to go through a second round of getting brand registered uh, and all that time and expense uh, again. And then you launch your own private label listing. But now you would already uh, know what works and essentially replicate the process. 
hope that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, it makes sense. I'm just in, luckily, in a position right now where they don't have, they say they're too new and don't approach the online marketplaces because they don't feel they have enough yeah. revenue and, and stuff to, sure. yeah, to do it. So I'm sort of able to. They're happy mess to around have you my, do it. Yep. Yeah, they're happy to have me do it. So I can sort of mess around and do my own thing sure. without necessarily then who's gonna yeah who's gonna pay for all like the images because i mean you've got to do images you've got a lot of that to do um if you, you know like again this is all me learning it so a lot of the stuff is me learning it so eventually when i do private label i at least know what i'm doing yeah but it's a cost you've got to pay out all that money I, if you, do you know what i mean like to me yeah. You're paying out money to promote someone else's product unless you have got an agreement in place. They can walk along at any time and say, oh, it's going well now. Thank you very much. We'll now take that back. And you've done all that work and got their brand known and you're going to end up with nothing, but you've spent all the money advertising it and getting it to a point. To me, I would be yeah. going straight to private label because you only have to do that once. You can do one trademark, one branding, one everything. But if you have to do it twice, you're just virtually throwing that money and all that advertising money and the reviews you get, everything will be gone because you won't be able to bring those over to to your private label. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, again, it's still, it's, right now, again, it's still feeling things out so I understand I have to put a bit of money in to even make things work. So I'm willing to spend a bit at this point just to figure out how things work and how things don't work. And again, right now it's already allowed. I've already tested and posted something. It needs work, but I was able to get it under genetic, generic labeling, get a um, exemption 